Hello, welcome to episode 23 of the Phillies Focus Pod. On today's episode, we'll be looking at the National League wildcard race, some players being called up, players being called down, uh, Bryce Harper heating up in the month of August, and Matt Strom enjoying a very nice last few months for the Phillies. As well as looking ahead at the final 37 games left on the schedule. Hard to believe that we're in the home stretch so soon. So, without further ado, let's get this show started. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby Doo. I, I didn't realize Scooby Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. It's fair enough. Okay. All right. Back at it after another week for the Phils. Um, thank you for listening. My name is Lucas. I am your host. And this is episode 23, Phillies Focus Pod. So the Phils had a, an up and down kind of back and forth last week. Uh did enjoy two days off, which was a nice change of pace for them after uh, playing a really busy couple weeks there uh, without a day off. So on Tuesday, started off the week in Toronto, uh, kind of a rough game, lost 2-1. to one. Sir Anthony Dominguez um, allowed the, the what was the game-winning run in the eighth inning by a, a hit batter with the bases loaded. Um, which was really unfortunate because it was after a really huge play, a grounder to third uh, to Alec Bohm with the bases loaded where he he threw home to JT, who looked like he might have got pulled off the base, but he did not confirm by review. Um, so it was, that was a huge second out. And then to follow that up with, a, a I think it was a first pitch hit by pitch on, on the uh, – the right foot of a left-handed batter for Toronto. So that was the difference in the game. Dropped that one 2-1. to one. Bounced back uh, in a big way on Wednesday with a big 9-4 to four victory. Bryce Harper um, and his power stroke seems to be slowly but surely coming back to form. He had two home runs in that victory on Wednesday. Um, so I had an off day on Thursday. Then down to Washington, we went and lost a really tough one on Friday night. One of their, one of the worst losses of the season, I would say, considering the circumstances. They had a um, a huge uh, six run inning in the top of the fourth to go up six to one with uh, Michael Lorenzen on the mound. First game since his no hitter against the same team. Excuse me. Um, so he was enjoying a 6-1 to lead in the bottom of the fourth. When he matches the Phillies' offensive output and gives up six runs to the Nationals in the bottom of the fourth, um, which was the difference at that point. They ended up losing 8-7, to a tough one on Friday night. Bounced back in a big way on Saturday. Offensive explosion. Um, they won 12-3. They had eight runs in the eighth inning, and uh, Trey Turner had two home runs in the eighth inning alone. Um, He was the first player in Major League history to hit two home runs in one inning off of the same relief pitcher. Um, So that was a pretty humbling stat. You just 
crazy to think how long this game has existed and uh, things like that still seem to happen on a daily basis first. Um, so first player in Major League history, two home runs off one relief pitcher in the same inning. Um, so big win on Saturday. Sunday travel to Williamsport for the Little League World Series Classic. Uh, got there early. The Phillies were able to root on the team from media, which is only about 15 miles from Citizens Bank Park. So um, interesting kind of change of uh, places, role reversal, if you will, for the uh, the Phillies cheering on the Little League team. They, they were able to tie it in the... The fifth inning, but had a had an ugly uh, sixth inning, ended up losing the game. Um, but the Phillies were there cheering them on. That was a cool moment. Really cool game Sunday night. Phillies didn't uh, play very well offensively. Wheeler had a really tough first inning. Uh, just more really bad luck that he's endured throughout the season with the batting average on balls in play much higher than it should be so just having bad luck he, he gave up five consecutive hits in the first inning in round to four runs um and that was that was really all the game had until the top of the ninth yeah where the score remained four to zero phillips did score three runs in the ninth inning um uh, got a couple on a Jake Cave home run after they did score their first run. So they did make it interesting, cutting it to 4-3. to three. But um, JT Real Muto pinch hit and struck out to end the game. So disappointing way to end the weekend and the week for that matter. Uh, at this point, the Phillies had lost 5 of 7, um, dating back to the Twin Series. Um so they did bounce back last night against the Giants. Welcome the Giants. A big three-game series at Citizens Bank Park. Um, another really great offensive output. They won 10-4, to 16 hits last night. Uh, Schwarber hit a bomb to the second high second deck to right field. Boehm hit a nice homer. Sosa hit a homer. His, his offense has been really coming around the last month or two um, after a so-so start. And Bryce Harper hitting his 10th home run in the year inside the Parker off the uh, the left center field carom there, um, as we've seen uh, quite a few times in, in this park. Um, so awesome inside the Parker for Bryce Harper. Phil's improved to 68-57 and 57 as we currently stand. Puts us two and a half games over the Cubs now who have moved into that second wild card spot and three over San Francisco with two more to go tonight and tomorrow at the bank. Speaking of the Cubs, two and a half games over the Cubs. That is a team, I in my season preview, I was talking about them. I think that they were estimated somewhere, be, somewhere in the realm of 79 to 81 wins. I can't remember exactly what, but I definitely, I took the over on them. I think I... I'll have to go back and, and and listen to the podcast or check the podcast, see what I said. But I think I had them around 84 to 86 wins, something in that nature. So I thought they were a talented team to start the year. Um, they went through some struggles, but have really bounced back out of that uh, since around, around the All-Star break. They've been playing really good baseball. They're a team that uh, reminds me a lot of last year's Philly team, Philly's team in terms of 
the vibes that they're carrying um, as we head into September, the camaraderie that they seem to show. They have a lot of uh, guys playing for um, uh, bounce back years like Cody Bellinger. Um, Marcus Stroman has it has been hurt for a little bit, but he performed really well out of the gate. Um, so uh, Dansby Swanson coming over from Atlanta, Nico Horner settling in very similarly to the way Bryson Stott is with the Phils. Um, Seiya Suzuki missed some time during in, uh, due to injury this season, but he seems to be uh, hitting a stride as well. So th- they're a team that kind of worries me. Um, they're a team I, I do not want to face in a three-game series, uh, the way that they're playing and the, and the talent that they have. And they have really good pitching, um, and they have... Uh, a really deep, sound lineup, and they're really defensively strong up the middle. Um, catcher, second, short, center fielder, they're all elite uh, potential gold glove caliber defense defensive players. Um, and speaking of, too, they just so happen to have the easiest strength of schedule of, uh, of any team left in baseball. Uh, accumulatively, they're, uh, the teams that they're facing down the stretch are have a 471 win percentage they have 16 games um remaining versus last place teams in the royals rockies and pirates um as well as three additional games versus the tigers um so really easy strength of schedule i i i very much expect the cubs to uh to get in the playoffs at this point and for that matter probably get that second spot and maybe even challenge us for the first spot at this point. Um, so hopefully the Phillies can hold on to that top spot, uh, get that three-game series at Citizens Bank, which would be huge. Um, definitely would not want to go to Wrigley for that, that three-game series. So keep tabs, tabs on that in this crowded wild-card race, see if any teams can create separation um i do expect the phillies and cubs to kind of pull away from the rest of the pack as we go into september and down the stretch here um so speaking of uh injury updates as i mentioned um got a few players back this week uh first off ranger i'm not sure if it happened before last week's episode but ranger is headed to the il or has been on the IL um, since last week. Just a little bit of, um, I believe it's hamstring soreness. He says that they don't expect it's anything too serious. They're just kind of shutting him down for the time being um, and are hoping to get him back somewhere in the beginning of September. So in his place, Andrew Bellotti was called up, um, which I like to see. He was such a big part of last year's season and ultimately playoff run um he has that experience now so hopefully he can he can stick up with the team now um so Andrew Bellotti called up due to Suarez being put on the IL Brandon Marsh is back he played on Sunday night um looked good out in center field um so we got him back and due to him being called back Weston Wilson who had a, a short MLB debut um obviously homered in his first ever major league at bat um he got option back to triple a uh with marsh being back and then jose alvarado 
is back. Um, that's a huge addition to this bullpen. Um, it's very nice to have him back in the mix. Hopefully, see him on the mound tonight or tomorrow in a potential big moment. Um, and in his place, Luis Ortiz was optioned at back down to AAA. Um, so uh, the rosters are finally starting to take shape. Uh, at this point, it's really just Ranger down there. And Christian Pache, who had been um, on a nine-game, uh, in the middle of a nine-game rehab stint, uh, he's currently shut down um, again with hip tightness. Uh, they don't expect it's anything serious. They're being precautionary with it. But for right now, he's kind of taking a break from his rehab stint um, after going, uh, he went nine for 36 in his nine games with seven walks, um, and five of those games were <clears throat> in center field. So that is something to keep an eye on. We'll see. I mean, even with Pache coming back, it begs the question, what what do the Phillies do at that point? Um, Jake Cave has been really uh playing good baseball the last couple weeks um he's hitting in in a way that uh you know kind of is similar to the way that he killed triple a uh this year he's playing good defense so he can also play first which uh kind of separates him from Pache in a way in terms of versatility and then Rodolfo Castro who we got from the Pirates for Bailey Falter at the deadline he has not been playing uh, very much lately. He hasn't been hitting the ball well at all since the Phillies acquired him. Um, he's very versatile on the infield, can play second, short, and third. Um, so I don't know if you can keep a guy like Cave over Castro due to Cave's inability to play the left side of the infield. Um, but that will be an interesting decision as uh, as we move forward. As, as we go into September, the rosters do increase from 26 uh, players to 28, um, so 13 pitchers, 13 hitters, increased to 14 for each, um, so that will open up a possibility where we can uh, keep Cave and, and call up Pache once he returns from injury. Um, uh, it'll just be more of a question once we hopefully get into the playoffs what, uh, what decision we'll be making at that point in terms of who... Uh, who to take, I imagine we'll move forward with Pat Shea and obviously Rojas and, you know, all those good defensive lineups, but Jake Cave is a bat that you might want uh, pinch hitting at, at some moments uh, over Castro in the playoffs. So, um, so plenty of time to figure that out. Um, same thing with the pitchers. I would love <laughs> Dylan Covey last night with the uh, attended to run, uh, lead in the top of the ninth comes in and gives up two runs, allows all five hitters to reach base. So two runs is 10 to four bases loaded, no outs. Um, you know, he had a nice stretch there of, of many games, uh, very low leverage moments aside from maybe that one extra inning game um, that Turner uh, kind of blew for them in Miami. But, uh, yeah, it. I don't really see a point in in moving forward with Kobe long term. I mean, he he definitely can't make this postseason roster. I wouldn't think. Um, you got to think. Well, maybe when Ranger comes back, ultimately that um, 
we transition out of the six-man rotation and Christopher Sanchez could take over Dylan Covey's role as a as a long man and as a you know that eighth bullpen option uh but with that being said again the rosters do increase so once Suarez ultimately comes back in September um they shouldn't really have to make any moves we seem pretty set now with our our 26 to 28 guys um now that Andrew Bellotti's up Junior Marte's down Luis Ortiz so on and so forth so Roster is starting to take shape. Um, really, just Pache and Suarez are all we have to keep an eye on at the moment, as far as injuries are concerned. Um, let's see. How about Bryce Harper and what he's been able to do? <coughs> Excuse me. What he's been able to do this last month in um, through August. I mean, he's been on an incredible. He's He's been hitting all season long in terms of average and getting on base. It was really just his power that was kind of uh, taking some time to redevelop after his Tommy John surgery, but he's just been on an incredibly hot stretch. Uh, These first 18 games in August, he's batting 309, 21 hits in the 18 games, 12 extra base hits, um, five home runs, including that inside the Parker from last night, and, and eight walks. Um, he has 1,025 OPS in August. So that'll be huge moving forward um, as we've been kind of patiently waiting as Phillies fans for most of the season for his, his power stroke to start to return to form. Um, yeah, it seems like it's all happening. Everything we were hoping is it's starting to click now that Turner... Uh, is finding a semblance of consistency, um, starting to look like the player that uh, that we were hoping we'd sign. Um, Schwarber uh, maybe is luck. He's he has an expected batting average of two twenty based on the quality of contact that he hits. So it's still nothing to uh, get overly excited about. However, that is a difference of forty points, which would raise his. Um, his on base percentage up to around 365, 370, which is very good for a leadoff hitter at that point. So maybe luck will start to bounce back in the favor of um, guys like Schorber, guys like uh, Zach Wheeler, as I mentioned, who has had really bad luck on balls in play, um, Aaron Nola to a, a lesser degree, um, and then uh, Schorber, Turner, so on and so forth. So for Harbor, Harper, seems like he could be uh you know finally finding his rhythm in terms of consistently uh finding the gaps hitting it over the fence and um and becoming the Bryce Harper that that we're all accustomed to as we head in to uh mid to late September in in a little bit here so um feeling pretty good guys I'm feeling pretty good about the structure of this team about our are standing uh, at the top wild card spot right now, and just the the confidence of these guys moving forward. They seem like a very confident uh, bunch, not in a arrogant or cocky way, just in a way that um, that you they kind of feel like they they belong and that they they can compete with anyone in the league, um, which they they certainly can, which they proved last year, and carry that over to this year. Um, another another guy who's been uh 
playing really, really well for the last couple of months. I didn't realize how well till I looked it up recently. Um, because he did, he started or uh, started off as a uh, really unsung savior for this team in April um, into early May. That's Matt Strom, who, um, you know, it's really hard to think how how bad things could have gotten early in the year had he not stepped into that starter role out of necessity and, and performed as admirably as he did. I mean, he was their best starter for the first month, five, five to six weeks of the year. Um, hit a really had a so-so May and had a really rough June. Um, so people kind of lost a little bit of faith in him, so thinking he was burning out due to um, a high in innings that he hasn't experienced in many years being a reliever. However, um, he's really bounced back these last two months, uh, had a really good month of July, and is having a, uh, excuse me, having a really good month of August. Uh as well so far he's in 17 games through July and August he's at uh, 21 and a third innings pitch 24 strikeouts um and uh to just five walks so his command has gotten a lot better than it was back in June um only two home runs given up in the in the 21 innings which was developing into somewhat of a concerning trend before that um and he's 4-0 and with a 2.11 ERA. Um, so things are really trending in the right direction for Strom and this bullpen. bullpen. Um, he's he's a guy that's potentially going to be huge, uh, you know, as a potential Swiss Army knife coming in, coming out of that pen in the playoffs. Um, he will be used in potential high leverage situations. He will be used earlier in games if our starter, starters are struggling and need to be pulled early, um, he could give the Phillies a solid two, two, uh, two and a third innings pitched in big moments. So um, it's really good to see him bouncing back after uh, struggling a little bit, uh, looking a little gassed in in that uh, early days of summer. Um, so Harper trending upwards, Strom trending upwards, Edmundo Sosa, as I mentioned earlier has been trending upwards for a little bit of time now as well. Um, so there's there's not too many guys right now going in the opposite direction, which is what exactly what you want to see this time of year. Um, so as we kind of transition into this home stretch, I, as I mentioned in the opener, 37 games left. 37. It's hard to believe. I mean, you have such a long season that... I guess I feel like when you, once you finally get to this home stretch, it um, it doesn't feel as long as it actually is, and at the same time, it feels longer. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a paradox in that way. But um, yeah, we made it to just thirty-seven games left. Still, uh, have the majority, vast majority of them at home. We got twenty-two home games to fifteen away games. Um, got eight more up on the schedule for this current homestand. Um, and got, uh, yeah, still got two more versus Sam Fran, uh, close out the weekend versus the Cardinals, and then close out the homestand next week versus the Angels before heading down. Um, our our biggest uh, second-half road trip will then be uh, to Milwaukee, followed by San Diego our only uh, West Coast trip of the second half, and 
Milwaukee is, I think, the only time out of the Eastern time zone, um, you know, in, in quite some time now. So, as I mentioned, the Cubs' schedule is looking very favorable. Favorable. So is the Phillies in terms of comfort and lack of travel and, and, and home. So, um, yeah, so what are we? 68 and 57. If we can go... 20 and 17 in these final 37 that would put us at 68 wins or I'm sorry 88 wins one up on uh, last year so if we can go 21 and 16 that's 89 so 22 and 15 in these final 37 uh, if we can go 22 and 15 that would put us at a solid 90 wins which um it was really hard to envision that back in the days of uh, 25 and 32 in the beginning of June. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, 22 and 15, it just so happens 22 home, 15 away. Seems to be realistic. I mean, we still got a, a lot left versus the Braves. Um, we do have a lot left versus the Mets, who have been actually been playing really good baseball the last couple weeks. Um Got a couple series versus the Cardinals left. Um, got the Pirates sprinkled in there. Brewers, Padres, like I mentioned. But, um, yeah, once we, after this current homestand, once we kind of uh, go to Milwaukee, followed by San Diego, that's kind of it for our extensive traveling. After that, it's really just like to Atlanta, to New York, to St. Louis, Um and things of that nature, but really, really not a, a heavy workload left for the guys uh, to close out the year. So, um, yeah, I'm calling it 20, 22 and 15 in these final 37. Put us at 90 and uh, 72. Um, 90 and 72. First place wildcard team. Let's, uh, let's bring this one home. Um, so that... Uh, Wrap it up this week. Uh, with that being said, we got we got a big one tonight. Uh, another six forty game versus the Giants. Taiwan Walker coming back after getting uh, momentarily shut down to rest his arm a little bit. Seemed like he's been fatigued, so keep a close eye on him tonight to kind of see where his uh, where his velocity standing and see if it uh. The rest has done him good. He's going against a left-handed pitcher making his major league debut in Kyle Harrison. Big one uh, tonight. Um, Phillies, you know, have traditionally struggled versus left-handed pitching, especially guys that they don't know very well, it seems like. And Kyle Harrison not only is the Giants' number one prospect, he is the 20th-ranked prospect in, uh, in all of baseball. Um, which puts him, I don't know exactly, definitely in the top five as far as pitching prospects, uh, maybe top three. So really big, interesting game tonight uh, that I'll be keeping close eye on in Taiwan Walker versus Kyle, ha Kyle Harrison. Then close out the three-game series and the uh, season series versus the Giants tomorrow night at 4.05. Michael Lorenzen trying to bounce back from a really tough um follow up to his no hitter against the Nationals. Um uh yeah, played the Nationals again as I mentioned, really got roughed up there. So hopefully he bounces back tomorrow to close out the series versus the Giants and 
He'll be going against right-hander Alex Cobb, who's having a nice season for the Giants, 6-5. and five. 3.75 ERA, 113 strikeouts. Um, so hopefully, uh, play a tough one tonight. I'm expecting it to be lower scoring, at least on the Phillies' end. Hopefully, Walker and the bullpen can match whatever the Giants are able to do. Um, keep it close, pull it out at the end, and hopefully tomorrow, Lorenzen can bounce back in a strong way, and the offense uh, plays well versus a righty. Um, Got another off day on Thursday, followed by the uh, the weekend series at home versus the Cardinals, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, 7.05, we got Christopher Sanchez going against Miles Mikolas, um, who's having a pretty rough season after a nice season last year for the Cardinals. Saturday night, primetime, 7.15, uh, Fox game. That game will be on Fox, nationally televised. Zach Wheeler looking uh, to hopefully bounce back from that tough first inning versus the Nationals. Hopefully get some better luck his way. Uh, Cardinals have not announced who they're throwing on Saturday or Sunday yet. Sunday close out the week and the series versus the Cardinals um, at 135 with Aaron Nola versus to be determined. Um, So that'll close out the week. Phillies head right back into it at home versus the Angels Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, followed by an off day Thursday, then traveling to Milwaukee to begin that six-game road trip out west. That does it. Thank you always, as always, so much for listening. I will be back next week, hopefully after a good final five games of this week that we'll look back on and um, hopefully some good injury news on Suarez and Christian Pache. So, as always, uh, thank you again, and uh, be sure to please give uh, my show a follow on Twitter. That is at Phillies Focus. All right, I will be back next week, and uh, yeah, buckle in tonight against Kyle Harrison, the highly touted lefty. It could be an ugly one. We shall see. All right, y'all take care, have a great week, and go Phillies.